Verge podcast with Real Lit. Neil, we've got Joseph Anton on the show today. For listeners not familiar with him, who is he? Joseph is the CEO and chairman of the board of El Nutra, a company pioneering a concept known as food as medicine, which is nothing new. Uh, If you think back to the days of Hippocrates, he first said in 400 BC, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So I just want to briefly highlight Joseph's background because it speaks to the scientific approach the company is taking which to me is a huge differentiator for them. So Joseph completed his health policy studies at Harvard University, has a degree in public health from Johns Hopkins University. He was formerly an adjunct professor of health policy at the Buck Institute for Research on Aging. Uh, And for those who aren't familiar with it, the Buck is uh, one of the premier institutions focused on the biology of aging. During my time at the California Institute for Regenerative Medicine, we provide quite a bit of research funding to the Buck. So I saw firsthand the quality of their science, Uh, turning back to El Nutra, they have developed a fast mimicking diet, which puts cells into a state of what's called uh, autophagy. It's a biological state in which your body clears out what are uh, called senescent cells. I sort of think of them as as zombie cells. Um, They're unique in that they're not multiplying, but also don't die off when they should. Um, And so I think a lot of what El Nutra is, is pioneering is really applied in, in two forms. One, to healthy individuals to promote health span and lifespan, but then also um, can be applied to a variety of chronic diseases to achieve better health outcomes, including reversing disease. And so I'm really excited to talk to Joseph about both of those angles uh, today. And what exactly is El Nutra trying to do? Yeah, so so they're really using and pioneering this approach as food as medicine. So it's a topic I've been personally fascinated with for years, right? So, you know, we've all heard, you know, the, the, the term you are what you eat. And we all know that healthy eating is better for us. However, we also know that following that advice is way harder than it sounds. So there's a lot of factors here at play, but really El Nutra has, I think, a two-pronged approach one targeting healthy individuals with a fast mimicking diet over the course of five days to help clear out some of these senescent cells and, and promote health span and lifespan. And so they have some products currently on the market targeting, uh, targeting that approach. But they're also targeting various metabolic diseases, things like uh, diabetes, for example, and other diseases like cancer, neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's, and and even cancer. And so they've done a lot of clinical studies uh, with supporting data to show how their approach can help reverse, in many cases, some of these diseases. And so I'm really excited to talk to Joseph about some of the clinical data uh, that they have supporting their approach, what they've seen preclinically, the foundational science of the company dating back to uh, Walter Longo's lab at the University of Southern California, because that all that really underpinned what they're doing with the company. And there's a tremendous amount of NIH funding that went into a lot of what they're doing, all the way from you know preclinical mouse models through uh, supporting clinical studies. And I think that's a big differentiator for the company. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to Joseph about those well, topics. Talk about that some more. You know, on one hand, this seems not just reasonable, but obvious that the same time we're in a culture where we're bombarded with the health claims of foods and diets. How might El Nutra's approach 
differ from the world of others promoting supplements, diets, and other lifestyle products? Yeah, this, this is exactly the reason, Danny, that I'm excited to talk to Joseph today because I really feel like they are taking a very differentiated approach using rigorous science and clinical studies, which are randomized controlled trials, right, RCTs, which is the gold standard of how novel drugs and therapies are approved. They're using that methodology and applying it to their clinical studies to come up with safety and, and uh, efficacious claims and outcomes. And so only by doing those clinical studies can they actually go out and market and talk about their products being used in these contexts because they have supporting underlying data from these randomized controlled trials. So to my knowledge, no one else is really doing that or certainly not doing it to the degree that El Nutra is across all of these different therapeutic areas and disease states. A lot of their research has been published in premier scientific journals. And so to me, you know, they're going about this really as food as medicine and they, they're, they're coming up with the underlying supporting clinical data to support their claims. So that is a huge differentiator for me that I'm really excited to dive into. And what are you hoping to hear from Joseph today? Yeah, so I'm hoping to hear about, number one, the, the foundational science that originated at USC and how that underpins what El Nutra is doing today. I want to talk about how they think about sort of bifurcating what they're doing and, and targeting healthy in individuals to promote health span and lifespan. But then also a lot of their work they're doing around chronic diseases and using food as medicine. And, you know, is there reimbursement for this sort of thing, right? As, as we all know, there, there's huge socioeconomic factors that play into people's lifestyle and diet choices, right? If reimbursement is in place for some of these uh, programs and products that they have, right, that could be a huge game changer at the societal level. So I'm really excited to talk to, to Joseph about that. Well, if you're all set, let's do it. Joseph, I am incredibly excited to welcome you to the show today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Um, I um, start most of my podcasts promising that we're going to change somebody's life today. So let's 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 get get onto it. I'm all for that. So today we are going to talk about an area I've been really excited about for a while now. And that is the concept of using food as medicine, what that means and how it can not only prevent disease, but also how it can potentially reverse a variety of diseases ranging from metabolic diseases like diabetes to cardiovascular disease and even cancer. There are also a lot of longevity related benefits for healthy individuals I am excited to dive in today with you and talk about. Before we dive into specifically what El Nutra is doing, let's start with the basic problem from the 30,000 foot view. So, Joseph, you know, many of us know that America spends a fortune on healthcare, $4.1 trillion annually to be specific, 19% of GT GDP. However, most of us probably aren't aware that 86% of that spending is spent on chronic diseases, which are largely preventable and in many cases even reversible. Can you talk about the current limitations of how the healthcare system treats disease today? And as you and I talked about before the show, why you refer to the current system as a sick care system instead of a healthcare system? Yeah, and what I would add to to your statement is that I wish we, uh, when I graduated from med school, we were spending 2.2 trillion. Now we're exceeded four. You would wish that you live a little bit longer, but actually we lost half a year on our lifespan last year. So we're living sicker and sh and and shorter. We, we lifespan shrinks. So. Uh, definitely super. Before we used to say, well, we're spending a lot to get the a little bit better result. 
and now we're spending even more to get negative results on lifespan. And and this is you know mainly what what you mentioned is is we're spending too late too much too late, um, which which we should. I mean, if if your father may God forbid you know is has um sudden heart attack and, and needs help in, in the hospital, that, that should happen. The problem is that he should not have that heart attack at age 45 or at age 50 or 55. If he had a good lifestyle, he probably would have had it at a later stage or not even have it. So that's this is where I think lifestyle medicine is starting to, to tip the balance and start to take over, whereby you know, 90% of us will die out of one of four diseases, you know, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, and cardiovascular disease. And if you think about it, they're all related to metabolic disorders. So if you, you know, most of diabetes is type two, and most of it comes from insulin resistance due to weight. So it's a foodborne disease. How come we keep people on pills for years and years and years, and then we give them insulin after the pancreas fails versus why don't we change their lifestyle and help them lose the weight, decrease insulin resistance, and reverse diabetes? Cardiovascular is very closely related to cholesterol, inflammation, and other metrics in the blood that actually the pill system or medicines are barely able to, to regulate versus lifestyle changes could actually reverse most of them. Alzheimer's always used to be like the big, the, the you know, the big horse in the the black horse, if you want, in the room, and now we started calling Alzheimer's type three diabetes, um, and and um, the deposits in the brain are very much correlated with aging and unhealthy lifestyles. Cancer, again, is is probably one of the most cellular type of diseases, so we respond less to lifestyle changes. But some of the recent recent trials, which we're leading as well, we're showing that through fasting, nutrition, or so, through starving cancer and re rejuvenating immunity you can get a better results or better remission when you tag lifestyle with medicine. So with cancer, probably you want to have both a lifestyle intervention and a medical intervention. Um, Alzheimer's definitely as well, probably both. But for a lot of cardiovascular and a lot of diabetes cases, lifestyle changes could prevent, avoid, or remit even the um, these health conditions. Um, something we're really proud of is that Major associations in in endocrinology got together a few months ago, and they came up with a new concept called disease remission and regression. And they actually carved out pharma and biotech from it. They said, well, um, this doesn't apply to pills. Pills can talk about treating a disease. Here we're talking about remission and regression. Remission meaning you need no more medications for a disease, and regression means you need a little bit less medication. So it's on your way to cure, but it's called in a different way. And, and that is a big landmark into stamping from a claims perspective, from an efficacy perspective, lifestyle medicine. And when, when I say lifestyle medicine, I'm talking about nutrition, exercise, stress, sleep, and the emotional well-being and, 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 and being happy and, and serene. All these factors are predetermined for many of the chronic diseases that we're seeing. And if they're not directly the cause, they accelerate aging, they accelerate the speed of onset if you have some genetic predisposition or we have um, you know, other reasons to have these chronic disease, definitely lifestyle um, intervention could accelerate or decelerate 
that onset. So we're, we're, we're pretty excited that integrative medicine, functional medicine, lifestyle medicine started to emerge. They all started to emerge at disciplines. Probably today in the U.S., we only have 60,000 integrative and functional medicine doc, and the Association of Lifestyle Medicine, ACLM, is also burgeoning. So we started seeing these disciplines. They did not exist when I went to med school. I never had more than one hour in my MD, PhD on nutrition, and it was all about medicines and, and, and a pill or a surgery, but things are changing. Yeah, and I, I would agree, and things are changing pretty quickly. So, um, Joseph, let, let's talk about the foundational science that led to the formation of Elnutra. Can you talk about some of the initial research and the science that led you to want to start the company? Yeah, and Elnutra, um, um, L stands for longevity, and it's L-Nutra, so longevity through nutrition. Uh, the premise, the, the, the founder of the company is Walter Longo. He's the, uh, the head of the Longevity Institute at the University of Southern California. And his premise was very simple, but very truthful, is food is the only product we put in our body every day of our life between three to five times. So it must be the most impactful determinant of our longevity, of whether we get a disease or not, and to the to the to the shock, you know, we, we're all shocked, you know, that that even till today, we haven't invested a fraction of what we have invested in in the biotech industry and the pill industry behind food, knowing that food is the biggest signal that you send to the body every day again of your life, and so Professor Longo, some 25 years ago, um, at USC, and then now we have 18 universities doing the research with us. He decided to start doing two types of research. What humans, when we are healthy, should eat to stay health, healthier, to stay healthy and live long. So the notion of health span, living healthy long. Um, and that the entire downstream discoveries, if you want, we got spun off from USC and, and Professor Longo into our company, El Nutra. So the consumer part of our company is focus only on on the science, evidence-based science to develop food formulations that can help people live healthy long, and we can talk more about that. And the second part of his research is like, how come that still in, in, in this century, when you get diagnosed with cancer, nobody prescribes you a special food to increase your chances of remission? If you get diagnosed with Alzheimer's, nobody even know. I mean, I, I when I give my... Uh, my presentations or speeches, I always ask people, hey, if you have Alzheimer's, do you know what to eat? And nobody raises one hand in, in the 21st century. And, um, and same for diabetes, same for, for autoimmune diseases and cardiovascular disease. Um, so he decided to, um, with 18 other universities, do trials on food as medicine. So do literally like, like, like medicines, uh, cell trials, mice trials, what we call preclinical and then full human trials, what we call clinical trials, randomized in order to discover what you should eat if you have a chronic condition to increase your chances of remission. And we license all these nutritional formulation into Alnutra. They're part of our food as medicine business unit. So we have a consumer longevity business unit. We have a food as medicine business units. And what we do is heavy research on nutrition and now sales and marketing to put these foods in the hands of people and help humanity gain back what we think could be a 10 years of, of healthy longevity. 
Yeah, and, and Joseph, I want to dive into some of the, the clinical trials um, in just a minute, because I think that's super important, a huge differentiator for your approach. But let's let's start with the idea of caloric restriction and, and fasting. Can you talk a little bit about some of the biological benefits of, of fasting and, and caloric restriction? Yeah, and, and and that that was the cornerstone, if you want, of our discoveries. Like people listening to us today might say, well, you guys discovered what we should eat to live long. You said they discovered how we can eat for different food condition. And by the way, now we have 60 insurances that are reimbursing some of our food as medicine. And we got a CDC codes for Medicare and Medicare patients to Medicare and Medicaid are paying for full 100% reimbursement for uh, 32 health conditions that use our food. So we're, we're not just stemmed from a scientific standpoint, but now we're very legitimate in the market and, and starting to get reimbursement. But the secret, the first, if you want, big discovery that Professor Longo and a lot of us here, um, you know, listening to, 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 to this podcast, I definitely recommend you read the Longevity Diet Book by Professor Walter Longo was one of Amazon's top best-selling you know, books. The Longevity Diet will explain a lot of the things that I'm talking about today. But the, the cornerstone of our research started about fasting. And in, in why fasting? Fasting is very different from any typical nutritional intervention. It creates a special environment in the body due to stress. It's a positive response to the stress of absence of calories. And, and it's a fascinating concept whereby, um, you know, same as a company, if you run a company and you need say a million dollar per month to run your operations, you know, typical diets are for weight loss. So you need a million dollar would give you $900,000, your bank account, or fat when it comes to overbody drops by 10%. And this is how most diets would work. Uh, when it comes to fasting, imagine you're the CEO of a company, um, giving the analogy of to the body and, and we, we give you zero dollars, right? In the first stage of fasting, what we call the first two days of fast, um, you know, if you're the CEO, you have probably, you know, in the bank 10, 20 mil, it's like, okay, I'm gonna be down. I'm gonna be down by a million dollars this month. And it's pretty dramatic weight loss. So this is the metabolic part of fast. The first two days, you start losing a lot of weight. And then the problem is if, if next month you don't have your million, the third month you don't have your million, you're in real crisis, you're going to go and restructure the company. Uh, you're going to cut some you know, extra expenditures that are not necessary for the business. You're going to slow down some of the risky investments, etc. And this is what happens to the body between day two and day four the body does something called autophagy. It tells the cells, hey, we're not eating, uh, no calories. You gotta find calories within the cell. So clean the cell, rejuvenate, uh, eat the debris, the organelles, whatever is left over. And we gotta all be in the best behavior and rejuvenate to survive the fast. Now, the longer you go, let's go back to the company example. You restructured, you cut the unnecessary expenditure, and now you're still with no revenue. You're gonna take a little bit more drastic measure. You're gonna, you know, unfortunately let some employees go, and you're gonna cut some, some, you know, um, investments, etc. And what we see in the body, the body does the same thing when you cross that day three and four of fasting. You're reaching day five onwards, then the body's killing what we call senescent cells, old cells or zombie cells and then tries to push the younger cells because the senescent cells are consuming calories, but they're not performing well and pushes younger cells to take over because they're very cost-effective in their performance. 
So that part of fasting we call the regeneration part of fasting. So you have three phases of fasting. The first two days is a metabolic reset. Then you move to a cellular rejuvenation, which is cellular cleanup. And then you move afterwards to cellular replacement or cellular regeneration. And you can imagine now that from a longevity perspective, let's talk about a healthy consumer, you just, every cell in the body lives on calories. So when you fast, every cell in the body is impacted. And so if you do a five days of fast, you've just lost a lot of weight. 73% of Americans need that. You just rejuvenated the intracellular part from inside of the cell. That process that we describe as autophagy, which won the Nobel Prize in medicine in 2016. And then you regenerated some cells, you know, increased a little bit the stem cell secretion to, to get younger cells in the body. And so from a biological perspective, probably you are a little bit younger or at least you're a better performer. And that's the best thing you can do for longevity is to decelerate your biological age, right? Um, you get Alzheimer's or cancer or autoimmune or, or not autoimmune, but, but cardiovascular and diabetes ma ma mainly at later stage in life. Age is the main, the biological age of your body is the main determinant of whether you're gonna get one of the biggest four killers. So by decelerating or a little bit even reversing the age, the inner age or the biological age, that's the best chance you're giving to a body to stay healthier longer or increase health span, the healthy part of life. Now the problem is, and, and we started as a water fasting company in, in, um, in or, or, uh, or technology at University of Southern California. And then today we have Stanford and UCLA and, and Indiana University and, and multiple European universities. So we have, as I mentioned, 18 universities supporting us with the research. But when we went to human trials, as you can imagine, asking people to fast for five days was almost impossible. And actually the first trial we went to, it was Mayo Clinic and USC on cancer trials, because if you water fast the body when you have cancer, you know, cancer is a, is a cell that keeps replicating with no inhibition. And guess what cancer needs to grow? It needs calories and it needs growth hormone because that's the best nutrition uh, to grow. This is why people with cancer end up being very cachectic. The, the cancer eats everything. What we discovered is that if you fast cancer for four days and then you hit it with chemo or with hormone therapy or other therapies, the cancer is so weakened by fasting that you increase chances of remission. So we started the clinical trial on water fast and then people could not go four or five days on water fast. And we then kindly asked the, the National Institute of Health, which is a big funder of you know very credible research around the country, mainly biotech, um, but now it includes us as well. We showed them the mice data where we were helping mice stay healthier longer. We were helping the mice reverse diabetes and in many cases of cancer, et cetera. And we asked them to sponsor us to develop the fasting mimicking nutrition or the fasting mimicking diet, which is a five days of food that we specifically formulated in order to trick the body that is still fasting. So the, it's, it's, it's all plant-based natural actually it's premium ingredient much much better ingredients than most of the food we eat every day and it naturally keeps the body in a fasting mode so for the first time we made that oxymoron you know uh, 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 possible where you're eating food and your body stays in a fasting mode for five days that discovery of the fasting mimicking diet now became a product that we ship um, we call it prolon p-r-o-l-o-n we ship it to 
we've 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 sold over a million of it now and um and for the last six years we put it in the market for people to buy it at home and help their body go through this fasting rejuvenation journey while they're eating food and Joseph, I mean, there's a lot to dive into there. Um, the, the one area that you mentioned a couple times already, an area that I'm particularly excited about is what you're doing to support your approach with clinical evidence, right? And specifically in the context of randomized controlled clinical trials, which is the gold standard for demonstrating safety and efficacy of new medicines, right? So if you think about food as medicine, this is, I think this is a big differentiator for El Nutra as a company. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the clinical trials and the results that, that you've seen that underpin what, what you're doing? Yeah, and, and, and you hit it right, you know, right on point. What we're known for, they, they call us the Pfizer or, or the Lilly or the GSK of, of nutrition, meaning we do commit before we sell any longevity formulation or any food as medicine, we put full trials like medicine and preclinical in mice and, and clinical in humans. And, and they're so valid and respected scientifically that they get published in the biggest and the top three or four journals in the world. So for those familiar with nature is the number one science journal of the world. We have multiple papers in nature. Cell, the second most respected science journal of the world. We have, I think, six or seven major publications there and, and, and so on and so forth. So very credible medicinal-like research in order to, because these are big claims, what we're talking about today, when I say food is medicine, this is a big claim. And when you talk food for longevity and, and food to be consumed by patients, this is way beyond what we've seen food traditionally do, which is basically an ingredient-based claim, right? I'm low gluten, I'm low carb, and these are ingredient-based claims. They're, they're simple claims. Here we're talking about major health outcomes claims, and we couldn't go to market and or pitch them as such and gain the credibility of physicians we have 15,000 healthcare practitioners that signed with us to offer Prolon in their clinics. So we had to go through robust clinical trials to be able to, to talk about health outcomes in here. Um, so today, I'll give you an example. Literally today, we're, we're, if I remember well, we're in 11 active clinical trials. And um, we're, a, we're, a, we're a relatively small nutritech company. Um, versus, you, you know, if you think about the Nestle and the Abbott and, and the huge multi-multi-billion dollar company that at, at a given time, probably they have less or equivalent number of clinical trials. We're, we're, we're the leading Nutritech of the world in that sense. And um, to date, we have done a couple of trials on longevity. We have done four trials on cancer. We have done one trial on, on uh, Alzheimer's, one trial on autoimmune, and we're waiting for a current trial ongoing at Stanford University and one at University of Miami. One is on Crohn's, one is on ulcerative, ulcerative colitis. Um, we have done a trial on depression. We have tried a trial. We have done a trial on skin rejuvenation. I mean, imagine a nutrition that can change your skin glowness in five days. This is how big that skin rejuvenation is, as well as part of every cell rejuvenation. And we've done trials on um, cardiovascular on diabetes actually is as we just closed two major trials uh, on diabetes remission as well. So, um, and because of the effectiveness, we were able to gain 40 patents out of 200 filed patents globally. And we're the only company in history today to have a fully issued patent on promoting longevity, fully issued patent on treating diabetes, treating cancer, treating Alzheimer's and autoimmune diseases. Um, it's, it's such a big, achievements, I think, for humanity 
Um, and I say more so humanity than us because our founder who still has a good 40 plus percent of the company has pledged to donate all his shares, 100% of that. So almost half of our company is pre-donated to the Create Cures Foundation and other foundations to help the world discover more cures, but also to help the poor access the discoveries that we have. It's really a great model, Joseph. And, and you know, I, I want to pick up on a, a thread that you had mentioned before that, that ties into all the clinical work that you're doing, which I think is really interesting as well, which is how El Nutra has been funded. Can you, can you talk about what role non-dilutive funding, such as research grants, have played in advancing the science of what you're doing? Yeah. Well, we, we were blessed with multiple um, non-dilutive funding, and we also did three full runs of, uh, of, of phrases. So um, I think USC, who's, who's, who's the, it's the university that we come up for, a spin-off from USC, and, and, and God bless the leadership there, you know, they spend all the money on, on the labs and the research and the early fund, foundational, if you want, trials on food as medicine, food for longevity. And, and this is millions and millions of dollars per year. Then the National Institute of Health granted Walter Longo and the labs over there now over 20 millions of dollars. We also got 13 million euros from Europe. Um, and we have millions of dollars that came directly from the National Institute of Health to our company. So there's a good, probably $40 million between the National Institute of Health, European governments, whether to the labs at USC and, and other universities working with us or directly to us. Now, on top of this 40 mil, there probably another 50 or 60 million that, come, that came from the universities themselves. Um, so we finished 18 clinical trials, we're in 11 now. So there's almost 30, 29 to 30 clinical trials. If typically a trial Again, medicinal trials are in tens and, and hundreds of millions. When it comes to nutrition, you're talking about five, 10, or 15. If you just say 10 million, for example, as an average, um, multiply that by 30 trials, you have a good $300 million, um, or say 150 to $300 million that were put by every university that works with us uh, to do the trials. So a good total of you know, 200 plus billion dollars of non-dilutive dollars went into our research and development and led to where we are today. Um, on top of those, we raised ourselves also three rounds of capital. And, and Joseph, can we, circling back to the clinical trials, can, can you expand upon some of the results that you've seen fr from, these, from these trials? Yeah, um, the, the, the most conclusive trials um, that, that we have today are mainly on diabetes, um, the fasting mimicking nutrition technology was tested in University of Heidelberg, a top um, medical system in Germany. We published the trial there on six cycles of the fasting mimicking diet. So you do five days on month one, 25 days you eat normal, 25 day, uh, five days in month two for six months, so a total of 30 days only. And we compared that to the Mediterranean diet um, at University of Heidelberg, and we've shown that HbA1c uh, drops by 1.4%, just to give, um, to put this in perspective, if HbA1c, which is, it's an indicator of how long you've had sugar, uh, a level of sugar in your blood. Um, so when it drops by 1.4 point, the FDA gives you a, a clinical significant or a druggable claim if it's 0.5, so almost triple what the minimum floor for a drug to be called effective 
um, our 30 days only of parole and within six months were able to do triple of that. Uh, we published that three months ago in July at um, the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Medicine, one of the top endocrinology journals. Um, we just finished another diabetes trial for 12 months. Um, it's unpublished yet, so I cannot mention the results, but imagine if six months we're able to drive that result and the 12 month was actually us with current medications, meaning the fasting nutrition with current medication versus medication alone. So went head to head with medication and the results were very striking there. Um, I, again, I cannot share how positive, but it just by hundreds of percents positive, um, which is a very, very big promise for patients with diabetes. And we're gonna launch in Q1 of 2023, the first ever, um, we're talking 45 days, we're gonna soft launch it, the first ever diabetes remission and regression program that is centered around a food product called the Fasting Mimicking Nutrition, that our core technology, plus an app, plus a dietitian to take care of the patient. So we're gonna go in partnership with doctors across America and the world, and the doctors will take care of the medicinal part, and then they will refer patients to us with our longevity dietitians trained by us, with our nutritional intervention, they're gonna be able to support patients with, uh, with diabetes moving forward, which is a major achievement for us and, and for humanity. Um, the other disease that we had a lot of trials on is cancer, and especially breast cancer. Um, and we've shown that when you do the fasting mimicking technology with cancer, you're reducing three or four major benefits. Number one, you starve cancer and therefore you sensitize it towards chemo or hormone therapy, or, or now we're in immune therapy trials as well at Indiana University. Um, when that's, that's benefit number one. Benefit number two, when you fast the body, the normal cells, they hibernate, they defend themselves against fasting. So you spare them the side effects of, of the chemotherapy. Number three, we're seeing an immune rejuvenation. We talked about cellular rejuvenation in the body. Well, the immune system is a system that responds very fast to fasting because it's by definition cells that replicate very fast. And, and when you fast immunity, immunity tries to rejuvenate. And then in mice, we saw an, an pathology that there's better infiltration of immune cells into the cancer when fasted. In, in Europe, um, in, in a center in Italy also, they looked at Im the immune cell attack and infiltration in humans in the cancer. So that's uh, effect and benefit number three. And um, benefit number four is <clears throat> you, you basically um, decrease the escape routes of cancer you know, vis-a-vis -vis chemo, so, oh, and hormone and immune therapy. As you know, the, the biggest challenge we're facing in current cancer cure is not that the, the, the intervention, the chemicals or the hormone therapy or immune therapy are not effective, is, is that they lead a lot to a lot of side effects. And, and so you cannot give high doses of them to kill cancer. And the other problem is that if you give high dosage as well, the cancer still can escape because the cancer is healthy. We always ask the patient, eat well and drink proteins and the cancer loves proteins the most. So when you fast the cancer, you're sensitizing the cancer, you're limiting the cancer's ability to adjust and escape and become resistant. You're protecting the normal cells of the body and you're rejuvenating immunity to better attack cancer. Um, and, and these are, 
the major, if you want, research premise behind uh, the fasting mimicking nutrition technology. Um, when it comes to Alzheimer's, we've, um, we've shown in mice that we decrease inflammation in the brain and we enhance their memory. We just published that in two months ago uh, with just the early human part of the trial. We have a trial currently in Italy going on Alzheimer's and uh, we don't have the final outcomes. We just showed that it's safe and tolerable to do the fasting and make nutrition there. It's a special formulation for people with a little bit higher age that has a little bit higher calories and, and a little bit more the healthy fat for the brain. So we adjust the fasting mimicking nutrition for that. And for autoimmune disease, as I mentioned, uh, Stanford is leading the um, the trial on um, on Crohn's and University of Miami on ulcerative colitis. So Joseph, since your products are being used as medicine across a variety of therapeutic areas and diseases, we, we have to touch on a topic that you had mentioned briefly earlier, which is reimbursement. It sounds like you have secured reimbursement for, for some of your products or, or that's in the cards. Could you talk a little bit about reimbursement for, for your products since they are being used in effect as medicine? Yeah, we have uh, we have a special line of product, uh, the, uh, not the fasting mimicking product, uh, because most of the trials on the fasting mimicking just came out and, and we're about to launch them in the market. And then it will take a few months before we start talking to insurance and get reimbursed. But we have food that we ship what we call medically tailored meals that we ship every day um, <clears throat> for uh, for people at home. Meaning outside of the five days of fasting, a lot of people order our food to, to consume it afterwards. And part of this new class of medically tailored meals, we were able to, um, and we based our our meals as, as you know one of the cleanest nutrition actually in the US, with very clean ingredients, a longevity formulation based on the longevity diet book Again, I super recommend that people read this book by Walter Longo. And then we medically tailored them for health conditions. We were able to secure reimbursement for 32 out of 36 allowable chronic conditions. So hypertension, diabetes, uh, cancer, autoimmune, AIDS, many other conditions that were eligible for reimbursement. And um, we, got the, um, we got the approval in November between January and today, um, we have secured over 60 insurances that are assigned us to pay for our medicine. They will cover patients on Medicare and Medicare by 100%, no deductible. And then if you're otherwise non-Medicare, Medicare patient, you can get 50% reimbursement on it, uh, which, is, which is probably a dream come through to see food being reimbursed by insurance up to 50% for patients with certain chronic condition. And, and Joseph, I think that's that's so critical because as as a lot of us know, right, I mean, socioeconomic factors play a huge role um, in people's diet and, and lifestyle choices, right? Many people are food insecure, don't know where their next meal is coming from, or aren't in a financial position to shop at a place like Whole Foods or, or whatever store and buy fresh organic groceries every week. So and I, I just heard a few stats the, the, the other day, but the more food insecure a person is, the greater their healthcare costs will be. Right? So for someone with mild food insecurity, annual health healthcare costs increased by 15%. And that goes all the way up to upwards of 70% for people with severe food insecurity. So this whole idea of, of getting reimbursement for your product seems to me a huge differentiator and one that can help address some of the socioeconomic <clears throat> factors that lead to a lot of the chronic diseases. 
uh, you know, obviously that's an important piece of the puzzle, but, you know, just, I guess, taking a step back, are, are there other things as a society you think we, we could or should be doing better to address some of these issues? Um, well, first, I agree with what you said is there's a, there's a, there's a perfect correlation between being, you know, uh, for, for less, you know, having a less socioeconomic uh, luck, if you want, or opportunities with being, you know, with carrying a little bit more weight and being more sick on the long term, which is very unfortunate. And then on the other side, you say, okay, let's help them with food, food stamps. And then you're giving the food stamps that can barely buy the unhealthy food. We've built a society where the salad is more expensive than the burger or the fries. So the system was a little bit, you know, reversed, but now allowing healthy food such as ours to be ready accessible and fully reimbursable for Medicaid patients and Medicare patients is just is just such a great, um, you know, turning point in, in history of healthcare, I think, in this country. Um, <clears throat> and then you ask me what other things we can do. I mean, the pillars of staying healthy long or the pillars of a healthy longevity or health span are five. Um, nutrition is, is one of them. What competes with nutrition, probably at the top level, is, is that happiness is the social capital, is, is that serenity is, and it seems when we're happy, we're well nested with our family. And that degree of happiness is a very, um, it's a great source of, uh, <clears throat> of healthy well-being. And maybe it's the mother of the healthy behaviors, meaning when you're happy, eat healthy, you exercise, you sleep better, you stress less. So it's very important to also, um, I think, I think in the, in the United Arab Emirates is the first country in history to have a, to have a, um, a department, a full department for happiness and a minister of happiness. And this is something else that we're going to think about because the more we advance as humans and the more technology is adding to us, the technology was supposed to help us and to de-stress us, make our life easy. What's, what's, till today, what technology has done is that ask us to react faster to things, to have to be f performing at a much faster rate and be working whether you're at the office or outside of office, on a vacation, at night, anytime, anywhere. You should you have access to technology, you should be working. So added a lot of stress to our life. And I think going back and rethinking what's our true purpose in life as humans and how can we live in a serene, um, a mentally healthy and, and, and happy life is gonna be second major key for longevity and, and healthy longevity. Third is stress. Um, and which which is very important today um, to decrease these micro stresses of the day and increase the baseline of happiness. Then the fourth pillar is sleep. Um, very important to get your quality sleep and your seven to eight hours. And then finally is exercise. Um, uh, we all know how important exercise is for metabolic health, for rejuvenation, for muscle performance, uh, and 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 multiple. Uh, risk factors of aging and, and or age-related chronic diseases. So these are the five things that we as humanity should should focus on to gain healthy years of life. Yeah, obviously all, all critical areas. So Joseph, I've got, I've got to ask, you know, we've seen a lot of diet fads sort of come and go from South Beach, Atkins, Paleo, Ketogenic. Some have stuck around and, you know, there seems to be something new popping up almost every year. How is how is what you're doing at El Nutra, you know, different? And and is there challenges in getting people to recognize the benefits of what you're doing? 
Yeah, and, and, and this is one of the best questions I get. Um, and, and the correlate is, is fasting a fad or just a movement. And, and obviously not because it's the first time where you're bringing a natural recommendation. What we're living on artificial, what is fat today is the way we're eating, which is a lot of times during the day and now extending late to the night with the Uber Eats and great refrigeration at home and, and the Netflix and, and the YouTubes and the, and the late night, you know, watching across the couch. So where, where fasting was part of the human diet, and for hundreds of thousands of years, and we humans ate and did not eat, and that was the balance of life. And then we started optimizing food supply and then making food cheaper and more accessible at home, and we stored it at home, and now we have access to it all the time. And we're living today as a fad, and, and exactly we're harvesting the, um, the results, you know, 73% overweight, 40% pre-diabetic, um, double-digit diabetes rate, double-digit you know, percentage of death if you want cancer rates, Alzheimer's on the on the rise. So you can see how uh, uh, we lost a miracle of biology, one of our doctors call it, called fasting and the rejuvenation of the cells, which again won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 2016. That was a miracle of biology. Our body, it's like the computer, when you use it for weeks and weeks and weeks, you reset it when, when, when you also, if you're driving a, a car race, you take the car to a pit stop and the engineers come in, check the tires, check the, the oil, the gas, the, everything, and they, they fix them. So it's important to take the body through cycles of fasting the same way we, in, in, in exercise, we discovered the role of uh, stress exercise and intensive exercise. These are the intensive intervention that push your body in the same as sauna and, and, and the old tradition of going from hot to cold. These shockers, they help the body becoming more metabolically flexible and help the cells to rejuvenate and get biologically younger, which is an important determinant of longevity. So, you know, the Atkins diet is just eat protein all the time or high level of proteins. That's artificial. We never, as humans, for hundreds of thousands of years, were living on a protein diet. It's the opposite. We're living on a plant-based diet and sometimes eating fish. It was easy. We lived around rivers is where water and grass and fruits and vegetables were. So we had a pescatarian diet and a flexitarian diet only when we were able to hunt a little bit. And the ketogenic diet is also an artificial imposition on our life. We never had access to high fat and super, super low carb. Actually, everything we eat in nature has complex carb, but it's rich in carb, whether it's legumes, vegetables, nuts. And so these are theories that we as humans brought, and a lot of them defined by marketing push to push us to steer into one direction. And when science catch up, they tell, science tells us after a few years, oh, sorry, it was a wrong choice. Fasting is the only one coming from nature, coming from human evolution. We fasted all the time and we know biologically that the body responds to it the same way there's a flea response to it, a mice response to it, a human, because it plays with the essence of the cell function. And, um, and we're, we're proud to bringing back fasting to humanity to restore humanity to what we were supposed to eat. And Joseph, you mentioned a term that that I that I love, that metabolic flexibility. I think that's that's that's, that's a great term. Yeah. So, Joseph, I know we, we could probably talk for another two or three days about this topic. I want to be cognizant of your time and, and wrap things up with one final question. If we zoom out, what's your broad vision for the company? Where where do you see El Nutra in let's say the next three to five years? Well, our our major goal, which I feel like now 
now we're, we're, we're achieving our potential or the early days of it. Before the first, you know, it's a company, it's a 13-year-old company, so pretty well established in the science, but it was mostly a Nutri-Tech company. It was a lot of trials, a lot of discoveries and product development, and now that the trials led to amazingly positive results and that our products are in the market and we're seeing, a, you know, very fast growth. We have over 100% growth year over year the first five years. We really were eager to to get the results on diabetes and cancer that we discussed, and we're waiting next year on, on autoimmune and Alzheimer's. And the way we see ourselves in the next three years is really that the first ever nutri-technology company that's going to present food for longevity and is going to present food for major chronic disease in order to help millions of people around the world to gain healthy years of life. Um, we would love to to keep the company as close as possible to its mission, to its ethics, to the foundational idea and the spirit of the founder, Professor Longo, and and you know maybe uh, maybe to achieve all this and get get funding to it and help the investors also feel great about it is you know maybe to go public in in three years where um, a lot of the the folks who came in and help if they want to reapp financially what they have done they can do that but at the same time. We keep the company you know truthful to its mission and 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 cruising even at a faster pace so this is what we think we are is is launching the first ever again nutrition remission and 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 um, and regression uh, pipeline for multiple health conditions helping people live a healthy long life on the consumer side and hopefully a, a very big successful IPO in three years and, and Joseph, what what a, what a powerful and amazing mission it is. So uh, with that, uh, I certainly wish you all the all the best of luck. And Joseph, I really uh, want to thank you for your your time today and being on the show with me. I appreciate you very much. Bye bye. Well, Neil, what did you think? I thought that was a, a great wide ranging discussion with uh, with with Joseph. You know, you heard us sort of end on all these sort of different the diets and fads and, and, you know, what El Nutra is doing differently than a lot of others. And I can't help but think, you know, my, my personal philosophy is a sort of barred from, you know, Peter Atia, he calls the standard American diet or SAD or SAD diet, right? Once you get off of that diet, which consists, you know, of, of largely processed foods, Right, I think you're you're lower, you know, eighty percent of the way to sort of living a, a much healthier life, and so I think what El Nutra is doing is, is really trying to optimize that even further, right? Through their fasting mimicking technology, through some of their food as medicine approaches, targeting different chronic diseases and other diseases. So I think it's really interesting to hear some of the supporting data that Joseph talked about, uh, and just their overall approach, because I think it's a big differentiator in terms of the supporting scientific evidence for what they're doing. It's, it's not just, you know, another supplement company. They are really doing things in a much more rigorous scientific way. As I was listening to him talk, it it really is remarkable how the medical establishment doesn't do more to incorporate food in a more fundamental way to treatment. Why do you think that is? It's sort of mind-boggling to me as well, but you know, I I don't think this is something that is really taught in medical school, right? You heard us open the conversation about you know what Joseph calls the sick care system, right? So much of our healthcare system is geared toward treating disease once someone is already sick and already has that disease, as opposed to you know preventative medicine and helping people stay healthy 
and not need to eventually go on drugs to treat disease. You know, I think in, in many ways, medicine is geared toward treating the sick, not helping people stay healthy. Um, and so, you know, I, I think there uh, in, in many ways should be more of a curriculum in medical schools to, you know, talk about diet and the impact that diet has on, you know, health style and, and also the ability to reverse disease. How well understood are the biologic benefits of fasting and El Nutra's ability to mimic those effects. I mean, you know, based on this conversation, I think there's there's a ton of supporting evidence, and and just based on sort of what I know heading into this conversation, right? I mean, you heard Joseph talk about um, autoph- autophagy and sort of the the impact of putting your body into a fast mimicking state triggers that specific you know cellular state that helps to clear out what are called these senescent cells, which are you know typically referred to as zombie cells, right? They're unique in that they aren't multiplying, but also don't die off when they should, right? So if you sort of clean those cells out, right? I think that promotes um, what Joseph called you know, metabolic flexibility, which is which is a term that I hadn't necessarily heard before, but which I, I think is really appropriate. So I think there's a ton of underlying supporting data uh, for this. I think the key is is not necessarily that people don't know that that diet is a major contributing factor to, you know, overall health is, is making sure that people, you know, stick with a certain diet. Um, and so I think El Nutra has, has a, a, a pretty good program and a pretty good approach to help those of us who, who are healthy and hopefully can remain healthy and also to help people who are, are sick and, and need this to try to, um, you know, combat or, or reverse, you know, a, a chronic disease that they may be suffering from. And what do you make of the company's efforts to bring clinical trials into what it's doing? I mean, to me, that's their single biggest differentiator as a company, right? So their ability to conduct randomized controlled clinical trials to generate supporting clinical data, to me, is the key differentiator for, for them, right? I mean, the, the RCTs are the gold standard for how new drugs and therapies are approved. So if you really want to consider food as medicine, you better come up with um, the same type of standards that people use to judge the effectiveness uh, effectiveness and safety uh, of, of a traditional drug or therapeutic. And, and that's exactly what they're doing. There are a, a number of metabolic conditions where people can't eat normal foods. They things like uh, fetal catenuria, and it's difficult to get payers to reimburse for medical foods. One of the things Joseph said that really caught my attention was the ability of El Nutri to get reimbursement for its products from payers. What does that tell you? I think that's uh, another huge differentiator. And, you know, Danny, that is directly tied with the clinical evidence that they have for their approach, right? Without conducting rigorous clinical trials to generate the data, there's no way that an insurance company would would reimburse their products. And so to me, those two are, are fundamentally tied together. And 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 that's a, that's a game changer, I think, not not just for the company, but but for patients. Um, and you heard Joseph talk about some of the reimbursement that they have for their different products, ranging from 100% to 50% reimbursement, right? I mean, I, I think that is just a, 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 a major point of differentiation for the company. I think it's a major uh, benefit to to consumers as, as well and, 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 and patients in general. Well, until next time. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for listening. The BioVerge podcast is a product of BioVerge Inc., an investment platform that funds visionary entrepreneurs with the aim of transforming healthcare. 
BioVerge provides access and enables everyone to invest in highly vetted healthcare startups on the cutting edge of innovation. From family offices and registered investment advisors to accredited and non-accredited individuals. To learn more, go to BioVerge.com. This podcast is produced for BioVerge by the Levine Media Group. Music for this podcast is provided courtesy of the Jonah Levine Collective. All opinions expressed in this podcast by participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinion of BioVerge Inc. or its affiliates. The participants' opinions are based upon information they consider reliable. Neither BioVerge or its affiliates warrants its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied on as such. Nothing contained in accompanying this podcast shall be construed as an offer to sell, a solicitation of an offer to buy, or a recommendation to purchase any security by BioVerge, its portfolio companies, or any third party. Past performance is not indicative of future results.